to the Boxing Rant Podcast. Leave your kid gloves at home. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. My defense is impregnable. Anybody can get What up, what up, fight fans? Welcome back to episode 373 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined as always by Vince Cummings. What up, Ben? What's going on, brother? We we <laughs> gotta get right into this. I can't I can't help from laughing, but that fucking useless bag of milk looked like shit last night, buddy. Honestly, the smokescreen that has surrounded the muffin sludge of Tyson Fury's <laughs> career. You know, we can only say it so much and so loud on this show when we talk about a man's resume being uh it's not even somewhat of an illusion. But I never in my wildest imagination thought that Tyson Fury would get out boxed would have a worse gas tank <laughs> you know you know like they, there were so many things in every aspect of that fight other than being a tall lazy chubby fat ass like Tyson Fury yeah. was dominated by by Francis Ngannou and at the end of the day as much grief as we give MMA, and by the way, this doesn't make any of y'all fucking geniuses, <laughs> prognosticators, or no. or right, but in, in in all honesty, dude, big up to fucking Francis and Ganu for exposing that fucking gigantic <laughs> diarrhea mouth of a fraud, honestly. How funny was, like, after that fight, the tone of, like, the most toned-down Tyson Fury... We've ever seen that motherfucker was eating some humble pie like a bitch. And guess what? The tone changed right away, Ken. Immediately. I'm, the tone changed. We were watching the fight. You're, as soon as you were like, dude, he's cut. I'm like, well, there goes fucking December 23rd. <laughs> uh, and on top of that, I mean, just like what we're watching from him from a physical perspective in that ring last night, the speed he was. I, Throwing punches underwater is an understatement. Look, I don't know. I don't really give a fuck whether it was a robbery or not. He got outboxed last night. He looked sloppy. He was throwing these predictable one-twos, lunging in afterwards. Ken, he tried to fucking land an elbow so badly in that fight. <laughs> he really did. He was trying to chop down right hands. and It's like, dude, he knew immediately when he got touched by Nganu, which credit to Nganu, he clearly does have the power that everybody talked about. He was like, fuck, dude. This is a real fight. It was so funny. I, like, when Tyson Fury got dropped, Fury's coming forward, and Fury throws like a one-two, one-two, and they were, I don't know if they were meant to really do much to Nganu. They were like feeling punches or like distance punches or something, but he comes in and he's like, sneak, 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 sneak. Just he comes with that fucking left club on the side of his head. A nice fucking check left hook, dude. <laughs> it was hilarious, but the laziness and the lack of foresight by the boxing man. Oh yeah, the fighting man. It runs in his blood, <laughs> right? Like all the I, myth, all that bullshit. I don't want to hear the ex like Tyson Fury in the ring last night said, "I had a twelve week camp. I want to go home for a, a couple weeks." Type of thing. Well, that's immediately when you knew the fight was off after uh, the Usyk fight was off after he this had fight. A, what was he doing in the 12 weeks? Well, it, it, what I'm saying is I don't want to hear the excuse that he didn't prepare. Maybe sure. he didn't prepare as much as he should have. 
what I saw, I don't think you can prepare to lose what he displayed last night, which was a level of speed that is embarrassing. It was embarrassing to watch. If I was an MMA fan that had never seen Tyson Fury fight, I'd be like, you got to be fucking kidding me. This is this is the baddest man in boxing. He's not. No, he never. Anybody who had Tyson Fury on any pound for pound list, anybody who's been calling this guy one of the greatest heavyweights, I literally saw people saying that the week of this fight. Tyson Fury is one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Let me tell you something. Tyson Fury is one of the biggest frauds of all time. Absolutely. And and it goes back to him beating Vladimir Klitschko, Ken. It goes back to his depression slash two-year suspension from the sport of boxing for using illegal substances, PEDs. It's all built on this whole, like his entire comeback was it pushed the whole drug thing to the side and brought to the forefront his battle with depression. I, look, I've always questioned it. It's a fuck to me. It's this guy's whole persona and everything that surround him. There's a level of fraudulence to it. And last night it was the, the cloak was fucking pulled off. Ken, I'm sorry. I cannot see this man showing up in a boxing ring again and looking he may look a little better than last night, but it's over. I, I think it's over for the Gypsy King. He's toast, dude. He, you cannot. We, we've been talking about it. You cannot treat yourself like he treats himself. Physically look like that and last into your mid thirties. He's getting ready to turn thirty-five or just turn thirty-five. He just turned thirty-five. Yeah. Mm. It's a shame. Yeah. It's yeah. a shame. Because he looked awful, Ken. Yeah, uh, awful. Yeah, he's spent. I mean, he, dude, he's he's beating himself up. It's it's yeah, it's fine. Reality shows. You know, you can cover up the like you said, you can cover up the PED scandals and everything else, and you can say, you know, depression this, depression that, and that's fine, okay. But at the end of the day, whether there's de- depression or anxiety, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're responsible for the fact that you used to go on cocaine induced fucking binge drinking escapades and got up to over 400 pounds yeah don't don't cry depression and anxiety when you're the one out there and you're compounding look it takes one to know <laughs> okay and when you fucking double down and triple down and quadruple down on your lifestyle, yeah. every time you go out, you're one up in yourself. And every time you go out, you're doing more coke and it's a bigger, yeah. a bigger blast. And I'm the center of attention. And everything I do is kind of based off of this fraudulent narcissism and need for approval. And maybe there is anxiety, and that's why I act like an asshole all the time. You know what I mean? Because I'm masking up. I'm uncomfortable in the situation. Right. So it's easier for me just to reach in and tickle you than to stare you in the eyes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? But, you know, all that fucking, you know, armchairhealthline.com fucking <laughs> diagnosis, you know, uh, of, of Tyson Fury. Look, I can only go off of my own personal experiences, and I can tell you that some of the stuff he talks about I've experienced firsthand. And um, I would say probably seventy percent is has, was self induced by my own decisions and behavior, <laughs> right. and the consequences that come from that. Yes, when you do that much drugs and that much booze and that amount of time, and then you're like, "Oh, we have to stop for a fucking fight." Well, guess what? 
You're going to go through depression and anxiety because mm-hmm. you don't have that shit anymore. And you're a fat ass. So you got to start from square one. You're, he's such a pathological liar. You're trying to tell me you had a 12-week camp and you came into the ring looking like fucking baby Huey stuffed into a cloth diaper? Hey, Kim. I've never seen his muffin sludge <laughs> so packed in and his butt crack hiked so high. And I really have no problem. This is uh, Steven Espinosa, maybe to another degree. I have no qualms in shitting on a guy who's... His shtick is up. His bit is done. It's over. And the look on Alexander Usyk's face, <laughs> he was so fucking angry at Tyson Fury. And this isn't about the money. Well, kind of, it's, it's not about the money. What Tyson Fury did was he took something as great and pristine. And even if there was myth and bullshit around Tyson Fury going into that fight, everybody was believing it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is when you build a paper house around something and then you walk by the paper house, Vin, mm-hmm. and you think it's a fart, but you just let it fly. <laughs> And there is fucking splatter paint that rips through that paper house. And now there's shart all over the fight. Oh. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was just going to say it. Bob it, Saget walks in and he says, there's shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there's shit on the walls. <laughs> it really, I, it, I mean, it sucks because it, it kind of takes away from the undisputed fight, doesn't it? Well, yeah, because now everybody knows Usyk's gonna fucking batter his it, Pillsbury Doughboy ass. And it, and I look, I, I, it's very hard for me to sit here and think that Fury is going to show up. And as we've already found out this morning, Ken, it's the fight's getting pushed back to late January or early February. I, I just find it funny that the entire tone of everything before coming into this fight was this weird release of. Usyk needs 14 weeks for a camp. Uh, and Tyson Fury comes out and starts saying, oh, we got a contract signed, and if he doesn't fight, it's, you know, we're going to sue him. He should be a fucking politician. Dude. He really should be a I, He politician. was running fucking cover stories, dude. <laughs> this guy's he's, running propaganda before the fucking fight. He's running psyops. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and then puts in that fucking performance, and now Usyk gets to be like, I was fucking hilarious in the ring last night. Like, no, contract signed. We fight December 23. I see you. Good night. <laughs> Everything flipped. And just the demeanor of Tyson Fury. I mean, the most defeated man I've ever seen after that fight. That is not a man who won a decision in that ring last night. That's a man who is now going to, oh, and we're doing it right now. Have his entire career questioned. Oh, we are. Yeah. We're, we're, Do you believe Deontay Wilder now? <laughs> that he ever existed? That he had egg weights in his gloves? And <laughs> no. No, but Deontay Wilder, just not that good either. No, De- Deontay Wilder sucks, Ben. <laughs> Deontay Wilder was, the guy went 40 fucking fights against the ghosts of, of sparring partners. Yeah. He was a total illusion. This entire era, this is why... 
We call triangle theory this, Kim. There's no triangle theory involved. <laughs> there's, no, there's no triangle theory involved. Everything's right in front of your face. You don't need a triangle theory shit. I mean, Let the retards do that. We've kind of been saying it for a long time. This is it. Look, man, the guy is a total and absolute fucking turd. You're trying. There's you, look. It doesn't. It doesn't. I know this for a fact. If I stand next to my physical equivalent, my identical twin. And one of us drank and fucking smoked our whole life. Mm -hmm. And one of us didn't. The one who didn't would be able to beat the shit out of the one who did. (laughs) It's that simple. Yeah. Oleksandr Usyk is a professional athlete. Okay? That is what he does. That is what his job is. So his body, he keeps it in physical form, in physical shape. Mm -hmm. Tyson Fury, you only develop a body like that by laying around and eating ice cream. Diet Cokes, baby. Diet Cokes. Like, you're just, he's a glutton. That, that, that's, oh, it's my build. That's like when you hear these Mexicans fucking saying that all Mexicans are flat chested, flabby tit, and flabby bellies. Like, I don't believe that. I've seen Mexicans that do push ups. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't believe that shit at all. It's because Mexicans like to lean back and do that beer pose. And when you do that, trust, say, look, I, I've been losing that muscle tone because I've been in that fucking Mexican beer pose <laughs> <laughs> for fucking 25 years. You know what I'm saying? Uh, plus, when you lift mulch bags, that don't work out your testicles. <laughs> no, it does not. You know, it works out your back. But anyways, <laughs> I just think it's absolutely fucking hilarious. There's Fury fans are so fucking delusional. They... The excuses that they're making in the wake of this are, oh no, you he, know, he phoned it in, Ken, or he, he, or no, he clearly won. Oh, he did not clearly win anything. Like Francis, I look. You, I thought Ngannou won the fight, and then you got the Fury fans that even take it. Their denial is even different. They're like, they're like, well, yeah, it was a close. It was a close fight. <laughs> it was a close fight. So you could go either way since it was close. And it's like, hold on a second, close fight. What I was watching was. Somebody who was landing clean punches, like very clean punches, and another guy who wasn't, and another guy who was struggling to get his work off. Yeah, the hand speed difference was, was uh, so remarkable yeah, like the, right the, out of the game. The level of athleticism, I, the, the, the snappy quickness of, yeah. of Nganu's right hand, I did not expect that. Clearly, Fury didn't either. Yeah, Pauli Malinaji made a great uh, assessment as to why, one of the reasons, we should say, that... Francis Ngannou has had had more success in this fight than his predecessors that have tried to cross over is that Francis Ngannou clearly worked on and sought uh, tutelage on how to have footwork of a boxer. Mm -hmm. And so when he was in there, his foundation was so much different. I mean, yeah, okay, look. He had quiet feet. He was very quiet. Like, he wasn't moving a whole lot. Exactly. He looked comfortable. It looked like a man who was practicing in the areas. Like, why does a man who's so big and strong and violent, why does he need to really work on that so much? He It'd be way more advantageous to be on balance in a fight. God, if he landed that Superman punch, that would have that been, been hilarious. Fucking awesome. Can you imagine if that ended it? <laughs> like, what that would have done? That would that would have been the death of this heavyweight division. I mean, bro, I, I, I really, I, I'm, I'm, a sh- I'm shocked, and, and it's really, I feel like, Ngannou clearly won that fight. Yeah, I feel and, we, and we should be waking up because that fight was legitimately sanctioned. I mean, a, a legitimate boxing match. So Ngannou has an 0-1 record now. But he could have been the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. 
that's it's insane. Whoever the judge was, in my eyes, he is. I agree. I mean, it's a mythical belt anyway, so why can't I say whatever? Yeah, I, I, it's in, in the lineal, 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 lineal. All that shit got shut up real <laughs> quick last night, didn't it? Lineal, lineal, lineal. <laughs> We've got to fucking, you know, we got to validate Fury's career by wow. saying lineal as many times as possible. The buttholes at top rank were puckered up like a sum. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna holler at Moretti and see what he was doing. <laughs> fucking absolutely hilarious man but hey did anybody check that judge that scored at 96 93 to passport to see if it it was adelaide birds in that i mean that's picture in that passport you get knocked down that's fury won seven rounds (laughs) seven rounds i don't think fury participated in breathing in seven rounds I, I don't think there's any way you could give Fury more than five rounds in that fight, and you got knocked down, buddy. I mean, that that's being generous. So it's just not possible in my eyes. Uh, there's just too much money on the line. Yeah, I get it. I understand why the decision was what it was. Yeah. Clearly, it was already set up. Usyk was there, the face-off, all of it. But, man. I agree with you so much on – I have never in my life – that was the most neutered – it was like somebody reached inside Tyson Fury and grabbed his fucking personality and cut its fucking nuts off. Oh, my. Have you ever seen a man so... Because pride comes before the fall, right? The Have levi- you ever seen a man so proud be so fucking deflated? Dude. He used to sing off pitch in the ring. There was no singing to his wife. There was no none of that. There was no serenading the crowd. There was no... Grabbing the mic and walking around the ring like he, like was he like, owned the joint. He was a limp dick with Viagra uh, being extinct. And if he is uh, as fragile as he claims to be, yeah. that's, a, that's a tough thing to come back from. I'm sure he'll just go out and binge drink and then blame it on anxiety. Do you think January and February happens? I think, I'm going I'm to be honest, I think Fury cashed a big check last night and I think his ego is big enough for him to walk away from another check because he doesn't feel right about it and go fight Anthony Joshua in the UK and, and retire. Tyson Fury was never going to win this fight, in my opinion. Let's remember that we called Fury a duck for a really long time. Oh, yeah. Okay? So we can spin cycle it and you know we can lead up to a really exciting promotion and all the theatrics and all of the opulence in the in the concerts and it was how gorgeous the spectacle was and everything else. That was quite literally the most expensive attempt at polishing a turd I've ever seen before in my life. <laughs> I mean, honestly. So so here's the thing. Time is the only thing that can heal this. But unfortunately, what we saw last night from Tyson Fury was is that Tyson Fury's time is over. He's a shot fighter. His body is giving up on him. His lifestyle is catching up to him. And there's not enough time between him completely aging out because of his lifestyle to get himself svelte and serious. This guy's an unserious person who's a manipulator and a narcissist that is capitalized off the fact that boxing fans aren't very fucking smart. And he has put together, he's been one of the greatest self-promoters in, in the history of boxing. We want to talk about what he is in the history of boxing on what all-time great lists he's on. As a, as, a, as a boxing man, as a professional fighter who has self-promoted himself, he is one of the greats of all time. Yeah. He has made unbelievable amount of money 
on never improving his craft, just being naturally better than the worst era in heavyweight history. Having having a certain level of athletic gifts at, at his size that the athletic gifts have now deteriorated. Yes. And once that happens for him, he loses his advantages. Yeah. I can't touch the rim anymore. Yeah. I, 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 you yeah. know? Dude, Usyk's going to be a almost three to one favorite in that fight, I would think now. I haven't even looked at the odds now. Uh, they haven't changed it yet, I'm sure, but yeah. it, it, it's going to be significant in Usyk's favor. Well, I just hope that whatever happens, that this isn't another one of uh, these all-time great fighters that gets fucking jobbed out of a little more legacy. Well, at, at least his 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 ticket's stamped to the Hall of Fame anyways. But uh, it would have been great if Fury could have just kept up his magical bit a little bit longer. Yeah. That, just for one night. It, it honestly... Like I said before, it, it it takes away from when when Fury or when Usyk beats Fury, you're just gonna go. There's gonna be a level of we already knew this guy stunk. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the rematch between Usyk and Joshua. You know, even though that fight was a little bit more competitive, there was no way that Joshua was gonna be able to I beat thought, him after yeah. the first fight. But Joshua looked like he at least tried to improve. And at least he tried. had a different game plan, and he went for it. It just didn't happen. Yeah, but Joshua uh, doesn't spend his time with his face buried in mountains of hey. cocaine and his, you know, a fucking IV t- a keg of beer hooked up to him. Let's just say this about the this entire heavyweight era, like we've been saying. There's there's a certain level of smoke and mirrors to it. That's not to say that it hasn't been fun as hell to watch. There's been great fights, knockdowns, enter, like all the biggest fights have almost always delivered to a certain level. So it's not like to say I haven't been entertained by this heavyweight run and this heavyweight era. But this heavyweight era does not compare to any other heavyweight era of my lifetime from a skill and depth and and uh, just an overall, you know, great fighter's perspective. It's just not there. There's that- been fun fights with very vulnerable fighters that all have serious flaws and aren't very good. Can we call this era, would it be more apropos, as they say, than to call this era the super heavyweight era? Maybe. these guys are all giants. Right. Maybe. And while there has been outliers throughout time of giant heavyweights that have been really, really good. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of Vitaly Klitschko's and a lot of Tyson Fury's and a yeah. lot of Deontay Wilder's and a lot of uh, Anthony Joshua's. This was an era where all of the top guys were absolutely massive. Yeah. Right. And so you get a little guy like Usyk. Well, how is he able to slice through these giants like butter? Still pretty massive himself. He is. He is. But in in, right. in comparison to the era, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. The, you know. It, it's, give up 40, 50 pounds to Fury. Uh, yeah, it is. But it, uh, you know, it's it's not um, what it was back in the day when you had. Uh, guys that were giants like George Foreman that were equally as 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 skilled, or yeah, Lennox but, Lewis that were equally as skilled. And, and Foreman was six four two thirty five. Yeah, and fuck Muhammad Ali was six three two oh five. Yeah, <laughs> but so there's still the, the same discrepancies, right? Same discrepancies. Um, but now it makes a lot more sense. A guy like Usyk, no matter the talent, if you put a three hundred pound blob in front of him, <laughs> he's gonna win, but it's not gonna look good. Right. Right. You put somebody of equal stature in front of him. We saw what he did to the cruiserweight division. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just more talented than everybody else. And, and, and athleticism and talent are a fleeting fucking concept in the heavyweight division. Though. Oh, and 
don't get it twisted. Usyk about to turn 37 here very soon. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's going to catch up to him eventually, too. He'll always have a certain <laughs> level of athleticism, even when it deteriorates. He'll be that is a level above. He'll be 45 looking at, at 32-year-old heavyweights going, oh, we have the same speed. <laughs> you know, his progression's a little different. Again, yeah. there's a certain level of this era that is, that is very cartoonish it's very yeah it's just it's not based on the highest level of skill i would also like to say this because many things can be true at the same time when it relates to this i enjoyed the fuck out of the fury wilder trilogy oh it was awesome it was great but awesome but it was like going to a monster truck show more than it was going to see fucking metallica at red rocks joshua klitschko (laughs) awesome fucking fight yeah fun i mean all like even just, uh, dude, the, the entire fucking run of, like, you know, I loved watching Wilder knock some, like, as soon as he got into the top ten. Yeah. And he was still knocking guys out. Yeah. The, the one-punch knockouts of the Brazils, the, you know, beating the shit out of Spilka and dropping him. Like, all of that was fun to watch. Uh-huh. But there was a certain level of front. There was a certain level of building up a WWE star to it, wasn't there, Ken? Yes. Goldberg, 68, whatever, you know, 130-fight stretcher. All there's like certain levels of that bullshit to it. Well, and there's a reason why you and I we've been to the serious fights. We've been to the the big fights where it was all on the line. Yeah. The next fight we're talking about going to, like Vince and I have our fingers crossed for Wilder Joshua in oh, yeah. Vegas. Yeah. And we know what it is. Oh, I, it's a spectacle. I just want to see these two gigantic fuckers knock each other out. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, to me, that's the funnest fight in boxing to make right now. I'm all about it. I'm, I'm more and more buying into the fact that sometimes you just got to sell an attraction. And these guys want to make the kind of money they do, man. You know, uh, they're, they're used to making a certain kind of money and it'll never be the same. The uh, boxing has reached its peak as far as earners that can't self-promote that are part attached to a, an entity right yep um these guys are a dying breed when joshua goes away and canelo goes away and you know you might have little mini franchises little mini versions of that little pop-up versions like the tank franchise and but as far as having these like mega guys that can support themselves like tyson fury yeah. like you've got to be as good of a, prom- a promoter like Anthony Joshua's dick as a personality, he's kind of come off as inconsistent and fraudulent, trying to be a certain way for certain people over the time. Without Eddie Hearn, uh, I don't think that they're able to kind of build the Anthony Joshua cash printing machine. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, okay, Frank Warren, if you want to take credit for Tyson Fury, that's fine. But Tyson Fury made himself. I feel that way. Yeah, Frank Warren has nothing to do with it. And that. I love when... He's lucky that you Tyson see, Fury doesn't want to work with Eddie Hearn. Right, exactly. <laughs> Who else do you work with over there? Frank Warren's like one of them fucking uh, fangirls in the front or fanboys in the front row at a Blueface concert just trying to catch some jizz, you know what I'm saying? When he's on stage with fucking Bob Arum. I can't people I, I, I can't believe people have the fucking have the audacity and the gall to see a picture of Bob Arum and Frank Warren next to each other on stage and say, two legends of the sport. I mean, if we're like taking the best <laughs> major league baseball coach and the best minor league baseball coach of all time and uh-huh. putting them on stage, uh-huh. or it's like at the Masters when like the amateur gets the the low amateur. He, like He didn't win the Masters. Right. He doesn't get a green jacket. Right. <laughs> He's just catching shrapnel. <laughs> I mean, he performed. He did. He don't get a green jacket, though. <laughs> Frank. Come on, Frank. Frank. Know your role. 
Oh, man. I love it. I will say this. I don't, I don't want this to go unsaid about... I did not expect to have that much fun watching that fight, and yeah. clearly because it became competitive, and there was a certain comedic aspect to it watching it. I don't want to see Tyson Fury fail. I don't want to be right about calling him a fraud, but you just kind of like to see that unfold the way it did was was entertaining. And the way that those fucking, uh, that they put on that fight, the spectacle, the look, the opening ceremony was drawn out, you know, it was a little long, let's hurry up and get motherfuckers in the ring. But it the spectacle was outrageous. It's fucking better than the Olympics. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, if that's what they're going to do for a 20-minute break, at least that's entertaining to a certain aspect. Yeah. They put on a show, and and if that's what they're going to do for big fights, host them all. I don't give a shit. Do you remember when Rock Nation did their first show, and they had the live concert part, and they almost had to evacuate the arena oh. because the fucking... The- Wasn't it fabulous? Fabulous. <laughs> no, I don't know. It might have been fabulous. It was. It was, but you remember like a cannon went off as part of like the fireworks, <laughs> and, they, like- and everybody like ran for cover. <laughs> this was not that no 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 they brought everybody out to the desert for this fight they did fucking m was out there with his fucking dyed beard and hair i mean cristiano ronaldo uh, you know every pacquiao's out there every big fighter you can think of was out there every famous person that needed a big check was there (laughs) (laughs) passing out they probably passing out 50k just to show up yeah dude it was we'll put you up here's 50k come to the fight 50k 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 you think that's low oh my god yeah you think so oh i i think uh i heard stories that eminem got paid 10 million to show up oh my lord yes these are like fucking like tiger woods appearance fees that were paid oh wow yeah these guys 50k right that's half the fucking (laughs) that's a i forgot who i'm dealing with you get a free hotel room yeah this ain't fucking top rank (laughs) top rank don't even give you a fucking hotel room (laughs) Top rank, you ask them for tickets. They're like, uh, we'll give you a credential and set you yeah. in the upper deck. Yeah. Tickets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking Saudis wiped their ass with some top rank yeah. shit. 50K was, yeah. That's a, I should have said 500K. That's all right, man. That's all right, man. Yeah. You redeem yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you are safe. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking awesome, man. It was like uh, they definitely took some consulting tips from uh, Cal Sauerland down there and had a mountain of cocaine waiting for him in his room. <laughs> he dove in butt naked into that mountain like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we want you to put on something similar to the uh, World Boxing Series, but do this cocaine first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god it was great dude i mean you remember the first like og like i would say wwf style entrance to the ring that i saw that absolutely blew me away and i was like this is what boxing needs more of the dr Steelhammer entrance klitschko's oh. fucking entrances were before their fucking time in germany right? yes yeah they, Doc, were, they were fucking awesome. Dr. Steelhammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Tyson Fury fucking caught on, man. You know? Unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievable. All right, Ben. Well, Shaki Foster uh, put on a, a, a bit of a dazzler last night, a bit of a comeback fight. <laughs> a round of the year candidate? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know you know people were talking about this matchup being great, and it, and it, and it was. It delivered, and, and that 11th round was fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, 
and Foster got a stoppage with 20 seconds left in the fight. It's definitely a great fight. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Yeah. Now I feel you. I feel you. Well, there's not much coming up next week in boxing, but we are approaching the big pay-per-view date of David Benavidez versus Boo Boo Andre. And yeah, we're going to pick up the holiday season. Going to be ho-ho-hoing. Oh, it's going to be a spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. All right, so we appreciate all of you tuned in to episode 373 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so anywhere that audio podcasts are available. The video is up on X. Follow us on Twitter at the Boxing Rant and at Vince Cummings 81. We'll see you next time on the Boxing Rant Podcast. Muchas gracias, everybody.